from the Carter Subaru Studios, this is the Jack and Spike Show. Welcome back to the Jack and Spike Show. It's cold. Everybody knows that it's cold. Washington State aims to crack down on protesters blocking highways. That's what you get when you tell people what your schedule is going to be, leftists. Never tell people what you're going to do until after you do it. New Washington bill proposes categorizing student-athletes by chromosomal makeup, and it is Orwellian and dystopian and gross in every single way, shape, and form. And also there's this teacher who told students that identifying as straight is offensive. Before we get to all that, Spike, when I was walking over to the studio today, I have on that big old winter coat that I got. Mm -hmm. I've used it three times in my life, and I opened my phone, and I saw that it was going to be 20-some-odd degrees, so I said, I shall use my Antarctic coat to walk over to work because it takes me only a couple minutes to walk yeah, over. It's a nice little brisk walk for Obviously, I will not need the hoodie part of it because why Ooh. would I, right? And then I made it about halfway down the block and I was like, my ears, they are gone. <laughs> they just ran back in my apartment building. a bad decision. So it is very, very cold. The th- everyone knows always like, Jack, why do you hate talking about weather so much? Why do you- It's because it's basically like stating the obvious. We all know but I th- And I think what people do is they commiserate over boring things because thinking about more difficult topics can often be frightening and can, and can confront pieces of yourself that you may not want to confront, like your lust or drive for power. So rather than identify or con- like have conversations around these inconsistencies or vulnerabilities, we would rather talk about, gee whiz, it's cold. How right? about that weather? Rather than right. confront yeah. my uh, my anima and anime, as in Jungian terms, or my shadow, and discuss that with other human beings because we are very complex creatures, gee whiz, it's cold, right? I mean, it's like we just reduce the complexity of discourse down to temp- a number, temperature. Well, right? there, there's comfort in shared experience. Right, right. I'm saying that yeah. we could talk about more complex things, oh, we, but what we, 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 we end up talking, it's hot today, yeah. it's cold today, it's windy today. I mean, it's, it's a, at a certain point in time, I think to myself, the reason that we don't progress as a society is because we allow this tomfoolery to go on, right? I, I, think, it's, I think it's the psychological salve we need to get through busy and horrible days. You're wrong. I, well, I'm telling you. What do you? Okay, you're at the store. Hey, man, how about us slipping into authoritarianism, huh? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Nobody yeah. wants to hear that. <laughs> but that's what boy, they, it's going to be cold. You get up bread, milk, and toilet I, paper. I happen to think that we should be talking more you're, about. You're right. Gee whiz, we're right on the cusp of fascism from both the right and the left. What are we going to do? Yeah, as but it wasn't our head coach. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Oh, made me think. Right. I I think I've had a similar feeling for a lot of my life, but I'm coming around to the idea that that talking about these pleasantries and the 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 tiny mundane details is how we build the intimacy to get to you know again to, to Spike's point, I, I'm not going to open with the 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 person working the grocery line with like my relationship with my mother because that's just weird. But I can build to it maybe if I see that person often enough. I think it's weird, Jacob, because you've never tried it because in your mind's eye, you think it's weird. You think it's good opening? You know, do you, I, I, do you want to kill your mom? I, I do. You know, I mean, am I am I off base on that? I mean, all right, we've all felt that, right? So there's a Washington bill that aims to crack down on protests blocking highways because you know these Antifa kids and these leftists they can't win with things like words or arguments 
or discussion. So much like petulant children, they have to say, I'm sitting and I'm not moving until I get those Skittles. I mean, free Palestine. (laughs) It's basically the same thing. And so when they blocked I-5 last weekend, northbound, everybody was upset about it. And so now, finally, a hero to the Republic, Andrew Barkis, uh, representative Republican out of Olympia is the bill sponsor. He said that it cannot be allowed to happen again. So very based indeed. He says, why is it that the people of Seattle and ordinary citizens have to suffer? Goes on to say the laws not being enforced. Those people were trespassing on the freeway and lives could be lost. Unbelievably based on top of based house bill 2358 filed uh, Tuesday would inflict uh, tougher penalties on those taking part in demonstrations and obstructs state highways. This is, I think, a really good example of the necessity to talk to people about deeper concepts, because when people feel as if they can't express their thoughts in words, they have to express their thoughts and actions. This is why children often default to hitting and striking, so on and so forth, because they're so frustrated they don't know how to convey thought. Or meaning through words, right? So they ball up their fist or they throw their bottle or whatever. Or they throw themselves down in the middle of the room, down, stop exactly. the flow of traffic. Exactly. Man, this is, that's, no, seriously, <laughs> so, this is so deep. Right. So when we talk about what does it mean to be a moral human being, how many times have people had that conversation in their lifetime outside of watching Peppa Pig? Seriously, how many times have people sat down and said, what does it mean to be a decent and a moral human being? People don't want to talk about it because this football coach is going over there. Right. And this football coach is going over ba ba ba. And why would we ever want to talk about my inconsistencies as a human being? Well, we could talk about the fact that it's 30 degrees outside. Last time it was 30 degrees outside, all the beavers done froze up. <laughs> had a beaver popsicle. <laughs> That's what I saw when I was out there walking around. I mean, we, we regress and people wonder why you have bomb threats and people shoot each other. People fight each other. Whatever it is, it's because people don't know how to talk to each other anymore. And even worse, people don't know how to be on the receiving end of complex discussions around emotions or thoughts or ideas or philosophies. It is a skill set that has atrophied in the United States. Look at look at the writings between Adams and Jefferson. Those two guys, the letters that they would send to each other, that is high-level discourse. And what do we do? Look at the letters between MLK and and Malcolm X. Very complex, high-level discourse. And what do we have now? I'm going to sit on the road because I want the people in Palestine to be free. This is a joke. We live in an absurd nation, is is, what I'm saying. Is there any irony that these protesters (laughs) think, they think... They're seeking uh, humanity and compassion for their fellow man. I mean, because that's the under, that is the underlying goal. They're they're misinformed, they're naive about the realities of the situation. They're stepping up to defend. Yes, yeah. You know, it, it just strikes me as ironic that these folks really are missing the real essence of the problem that they're stepping out. But I'm glad this. I, I hate to say this, but I am so glad that this is being proposed. Harsher penalties. Clearly, the penalties in place now weren't enough of a deterrent. You know, you can, yeah. nobody's saying you can't exercise your First Amendment rights to pre- protest. Of course you can. Correct. Grab an overpass, hang a sign, hang a flag, honk a horn, wave to the terrorists, whatever. But don't block the roadways. It's already illegal. And now we're going to step up to real. Com- is real consequence going to be enough, though? Well, but here's the thing is that like the fact that we even need a law to say don't do this, I think even drives my point home even further, wherein people can no longer self-censor in their behavior. You ever think about that? No, no, I hadn't, but you're right. People have a very hard time self-censoring with their own behavior these days, which is why I think that when I I see kind of leftist extremism, 
There's no difference between that psychologically and, let us say, right-wing extremism. Psychologically, it's the same mechanism. I'd agree with that. Right? Yeah. And, and unfortunately, yeah. people try to piece it apart, or they do no true Scotsman, where they're right. like, no true leftist would ever do yeah, violence. Yeah, but we're right for right. doing it. You right. guys are wrong for right. doing exactly. it. It's the exact it, same it reminds thing. me of, Spike, you remember you and I were talking about that guy? Uh, Jacob, did you ever see this clip? It was a couple of years back, but it's a, he's a Vietnam vet, and he's dressed to the nines in his, in his regalia, his army regalia. And he's a got well- every every award, yeah. uh, the, uh, the badges that they wear for different uh, different uh, campaigns. Looking looking like almost like a like the Looney Tunes version of it because he's got so many of them. It's almost comical. I mean, a decorated I mean? veteran, very yeah. very decorated. And he is at a Trump counter protest to a bunch of vets, veterans of the armed services who are protesting Trump. And he goes up to their line and he talks about how he wants to shoot them all, how he wants to kill them all. And they are trying to say, we are vets, too. We serve this country, too. And then he turns to the camera and he says, somebody get me a gun. I'm going to shoot them all right now. Is that a reasonable human being at that point in time? Most people would say no, right? Uh, hopefully. But I would say this. Would people excuse that behavior because he's a Trump voter? Yes. In the same way that there are leftists who will excuse the behavior of these whatever they were because they agree with the outcome. Right, yeah, roadblockers. Right, yeah, my side's right, yeah. You're... And that is such a major issue. Speaking of, by the way, major issues, unless, O'Neill, you have anything else you want to say on that topic? No, I, I, I copped to the fact that I'm supporting a Republican point of view. I think I've suffered enough <laughs> in this segment. <laughs> I've laid bare my soul. Speaking of Republicans, by the way, uh, Senator Phil Fortunato out of Auburn is um, trying to amend existing laws, and he wants to introduce a new section to categorize student-athletes based on identified sex and chromosomal makeup. Basically, it's an anti-trans bill, which is attempting to separate trans kids from cis kids. Now, quick note, everybody who says that cis is a made-up word is actually wrong. Spike, you know this because I lecture you about this every single day before we start the show. Right. Cis, the Latin prefix, means of the same. Think cistern, right? Trans, who also people say is a made-up word, which is really bizarre, means across. Very simple. It's Latin. So for everybody on Twitter or on X or on Facebook who says, what does cis even mean? It means of the same. So what this guy is effectively trying to do is say, well, the individuals with two X chromosomes are female and those with an XY chromosome are male. And then uh, we're going to separate the athletes into boys, girls, trans girls, trans boys. Now, I looked into this and he actually said, Jacob, do we have the cut of him actually saying what he said? I wasn't able to track that down either. Yeah, yeah both you and Laura. I don't know what it is about that cut. It's, the, <laughs> it's not your birthday, is it, Jacob? <laughs> That's right. We have the I same birthday. I know Laura birthday. decided not to do it because it was her birthday today. So he said to Jason Rance that the way that he is going to try to enforce this is to mouth swab the children. So they're going to take a swab and they're going to run it in the kids' mouths and they're going to send that off to genetic testing. And then it's going to come back and then that's how they're going to determine that. Now, there's a lot of issues with this. There's privacy laws that are a big issue with this. But I would say the biggest issue with this is it it doesn't actually solve the problem of trans athletes, right? It doesn't actually solve the issue of how do you deal with trans athletes. And yesterday, Jacob, what I was talking about was, we didn't get to this point, but I have a solution out there for the senator that I would like to petition for him. And I I will be his, what do you want to call it? 
his mouthpiece. I don't know what do you want to call it. I'll be the. I'll back him up on this. Okay. I'll be a co-sponsor on the bill. Oh, there you go. I'll be okay. the celebrity co-sponsor. Is this the sit down and shut up act of twenty twenty four? That's what we could call it. Might need to <laughs> tighten up on the wording a little okay. bit. Sorry, but because <laughs> this guy's driving me nuts. What I want to do, and I think this would be a great program for trans kids, is you have a national league of trans athletes. And the way that you do it is the trans kids get to compete in swimming or in track and field with the cis kids. But whatever points they get, whatever time they get, Mm. it doesn't factor in to the cis girls. So if the cis girl comes in second or whatever it is, she technically comes in first among the cis girls. That trans athlete then gets to take her time and go to the National League and then race and actually get the first place or the second place or third place at the National League. That's so, It's a great solution. It is the, the best solution, I think, out there because then everybody wins. And I think that's the fairest solution because we're not taking anything away from trans kids. Keep in mind, we're talking about children here. I think that people forget that. And we're also not taking anything away from the cis kids. Well, it's it's the perfect solution to the secondary issue in my mind. Okay. And I'll tell you why. And I'm not, not the, I think that's probably the most thought out and thoughtful solution to this. I am a genius. This, you know, cultural war. What, what's, the word I'm, what's the word I'm looking for? Battle. A cultural war, yeah. Yeah. I mean... To, this bill is being promoted for the fairness of sports, and I, I'm, I'm all—you know me—I'm all for the fairness of sports. I hate cheating in any way, shape, or form, except in cards. I don't mind. Well, cards is cards. It's and about on money, your diet, and politics. No, I'm kidding. Um, I like fairness. I'd, I'd rather lose fairly than win by cheating any day of the week, nine right. days a week. Right. But it was, is it more important that kids have a fair outcome in a sporting event, or that kids' mental health and well-being and self-worth? is fulfilled by the thoughts of inclusion. I thought about that, and that's why I still think they should be able to compete with the cis girls, and they oh, still I, I, get I the... do. I do like that. Right. Uh, but, but the reason that trans kids want to compete with their identified gender is to feel like those they identify as and with. Right. Is but, to be so, part of that. So I think the, this is the way that I would frame it. Like, we have this special, uh, we have these special Olympics. I, right? I know. Know them well. Right. And the reason that we have that is because there are people who can run with prostheses faster than people who don't have prosthetics, right? These yeah, there are men yeah, and women yeah. out there. You got those have, spring, they right, the, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And so those people understand I can't compete in the main Olympics. So we have the Paralympics, right? right and right. then we also have the Special Olympics. Those people don't feel disincluded because they have an alternative. They feel more included. They use the same facilities. They even get to be televised. So I'm just saying that there is, and what do we tell those people? Like, do you know there's a basketball league of, of men in, in wheelchairs? Oh, I know. Men and women in wheelchairs. Uh, you, you do know they the, go around saying, someone get Adam Silver on the phone and let me into the NBA? Because yeah, I'm that not Matumbo. It's because we explain to people that, it, it, it is, I think this is very important for trans kids to understand as well. Like, you're different, but you're not, there's nothing wrong with you. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so because of that, we need to have a, a, a place which is the most fulfilling for you and your individual abilities. The framing on this is very particular, and I don't think it's it's damaging to children to say you're different and special, but that doesn't mean you're any worse or any better than anybody. I, else, I think it's right? a wonderful thought. And it's a wonderful Because I'm a big brain genius. Wrinkly folds in my brain, synapses flash, even when I'm deathly there, ill. There is, there is a crack in your armor. There is a... There is a 
there is one flaw in your perfect plan, though. Mm-hmm. That that system will work wonderful for individual sports like swimming, yes, like weightlifting, like track. But when right. you're on a team sport like volleyball, which ah, you really got no, into trouble with the UW, problem. you I have because oh, yeah, yeah. the athlete that they shamed out of their out of their opportunity at the UW. Oh, you mean when Jonathan Cho yeah, docks that uh, little trans I'm, girl? I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'll say I it. Okay. I'll say it. God, that it guy. That guy. Me I cannot believe that you would find the profile of a 17 year old girl and put that on your Twitter. It's like, please. And doc. who's the cupcake on the cover of the conservative uh, right oh, beer calendar? Riley Gaines. Riley Gaines also <laughs> piled on with that one. Right, yeah, way, exactly. to, way to stand up for the cause, you monster. So what you do with the group sports like that, whether it's baseball or softball or whatever it is, is those kids still get to compete and their points still count or whatever it is. But wherever they go within that, they're the, all the stats that come with them, you know, like mm-hmm. baseball stats, are, but yeah. they then go compete in the trans championship. Okay. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Right? I, I can see a way to do that. Right. There's a system that we could have in place, which could be funded through the ADA, or you could make a new funding mechanism for it through the federal government. Lord knows they love spending money. Yeah, and that's then what we Phil can, Fortinato wants to do. Exactly. Exactly my point. Speaking of, by the way, there's a Seattle teacher, right before we got to get out of here, He's I, he says that identifying as straight is offensive. Now, he is a communist who teaches at... Uh, Chief Self. Chief Self. Yeah. And he asked his students to complete a social identity wheel worksheet. And on it, there's, you know, race, ethnicity, socioeconomic status. And then one of his students labeled himself as straight. And this teacher took issue with that word because, quote, it implies that it is not uh, it's to not be straight is to be, quote unquote, crooked, which could have a negative connotation. If this 10th grade ethnic studies world history teacher actually knew anything about ethnic studies or world history, he would know that straight as a concept was used within the queer community first as code. In an insulting capacity no, or in I mean, a flattering capacity? No, it's a way of differentiating. Okay. Does that make sense? No, that makes perfect sense. I, I wasn't aware of the it, origin it there. It comes from, he's straight as an arrow, right? It okay. comes from, he's you know playing down the line. Okay. So it comes from queer gay culture in the 1970s for gay men and gay women to differentiate. They made it up. Okay. They came okay. up with it. That, I think ma- that makes a difference. And that matters. Be, right. It does matter. Yeah. And for some reason, Ian Golosh didn't bother to, you know, like read anything. Well, it's a, so, it's a teachable moment here. Right? Here's uh, an opportunity. I'm still mad. I, I, but you're, I know you're solution-oriented by nature, so here's a teachable moment. It is a teachable moment, but he's got to understand that, that straightness and queerness are terms in many ways of endearment, and they are not... You know what I mean? When you go around with this like deconstructionist nonsense, you are like foregoing 50 years of known history about the queer community, which is pretty embarrassing, right? Like, read a book. You know what I mean? Do you know this Chief South High School has a gay straight alliance club? I love this. And this, I think that the teachers should be involved and sit in a couple of meetings. Maybe he should, maybe he, or they, you know? maybe they should. I don't know. What are, <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take a really quick break. When we get back, can you identify your energy vampires and chaotic friends? I'm looking at one right now because he's wearing overalls in the studio. <laughs> For you at home who aren't watching on the video pure, feed, now's pure, the time to tune in. Pure <laughs> chaos with Jacob Rummel strolling around in overalls today. And also, brides and grooms are paying an unbelievable amount of money for content creators to film their marriage proposal, <laughs> which is giga cringe. But we'll talk about it when we get back right after this. I have some opinions that I don't like just because I like being angry. Or based. Yes, I will talk about what's going on in the South. And yes, those people should listen to me. <laughs> I forgot about that one. 
Cringer Base is a fun game we like to play where we analyze an aspect of culture, try to determine if it is cringe, meaning or based, meaning yes. So it's an article in the New York Times, Giga Cringe, which is talking about energy vampires and chaotic friends. And no, these are not groups in MCU upcoming universe, right? These are not new Marvel movies. Not, or, nor a Twilight sequel. No, these are terms that boring people use when they describe unhealthy people in their lives. Now, an energy vampire is this idea that someone who's just around you and they've got drama and they've got problems. And so you go, oh, I don't want to be around that person anymore. And then a, a chaotic friend is somebody who kind of self-evidently is just constantly embroiled in everything is going wrong all of the time. It's pretty easy to navigate these relationships. I like to do the whole no contact thing. <laughs> I like is that do, how you <laughs> navigate around them? I just separate from unhealthy people. Okay. I just get away from them as fast how as did, I can. How did you do it? What do you mean? Well, I mean, we've got friends, and I don't want to name any names, but we've got friends that Jeff? are literally, no, 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 I'm not going to name any names. Jeffrey? Not a no. No, rhymes with, rhymes with a niff. No. Um, Jeff. Yeah, it is. No, it's, we have, we have more than one. More and, Jeffreys? And you, I feel for them, and I just can't let them go. Jeffs are hard. I, I <laughs> keep, God, you bastard. Okay, so the. How did you do it? Yeah, so I'll tell you a story uh, about a chaotic friend of mine. I I'll, I won't use their God-given Christian name, and you guys will have to forgive me on this. But uh, he and I were very, very good friends for many, many, many years. I, I met him, I think I was 17. I think he was 16. We were drug addicts together. You know, we, it was, we were really very close, a lot like brothers in a lot of ways. Okay. We just kind of gelled together. So we started dating this girl, and uh, she's got a kid. She's got a little girl. Girl's like six years old. Okay. Right? And so he says to me, he goes, I'm going to go on a drug run, and I'm going to pick up some drugs. And I go, great. And you can circle back around to my house, and we can do drugs together. Right? Uh, he, he calls me, and he goes, I'm going to go do it right now. I go, okay, great. He's late. I text him, doesn't take me back. I call him, doesn't call me back. I'm thinking, oh no, he's going to jail. Maybe he got pulled over, right, whatever it is. First thing. Then I see him pull up in front of my driveway and I walk out and he goes, oh, sorry, I'm late, dude. I had to drop off the little girl at my girlfriend's house. And I put two and two together and I said, you took that little girl on a drug deal? And he goes, yep. And I go, dude, get out <clears> of my house. Go away. Right. I ended my friendship <sighs> with him right there. I go, dude, you took that little girl to a trap house to buy drugs. Now keep in mind, I wanted those drugs, <laughs> but there was a there was a limit. There was a. Oh, I, wow. I really wanted the drugs he was bringing over to my house, and I said, "Dude, get out of my house! Get out of my presence!" I never spoke to him again because what that told me is that he was willing to put a little girl's life at risk, and I was un even in my drug-addled brain. I said, "I am unwilling to have this person in my life." So th you have to make a decision like when is enough enough with people. And it's sad, but at a certain point in time, people show you who they really are. Sometimes they're the kind of person who will borrow $5,000 and not give it back. Sometimes they're the kind of person who will take their girlfriend's six-year-old daughter to a drug dealer's house to buy hard drugs and then drop her off at mom's house before coming to do drugs well, with you. Those people make it easy for you to make the call. Right. And we thank but them you, for but that. But you have to, like, it's on a, it's on a scale, right? Yeah yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. What I do is that if someone is wildly unhealthy, 
there's only so many times I'm willing to participate in it before I just say, I don't really want to be around it anymore. Right. You I'll put yourself you, at a higher priority, well, I'll, which I'll, is right. That's the, isn't that the underlying thing? You I'll, make, you make your, your own health, I'll give your you own mental example. health a priority. My buddy, my buddy, Adam, I've known Adam since I was 13 years old. We met in the seventh grade gymnasium and we were making fun of the Red Hot Chili Peppers song, Californication. Remember that song? Sure. So we were singing. I was 40 at the time, but go ahead with your 13 year old Thank story. Thank you. So we were basically singing it at maximum volume, uh, and we were just making nonsensical lyrics, and we both thought it was hysterical, and that's when I fell in love with my best friend, Adam. So, And we've been friends ever since. I love the guy. Adam has been going through a very difficult breakup for about two years. It's a long, oh. protracted, yeah. and I never liked his girlfriend, and as his BFF, I put up with it. He has since come to the determination after going to therapy that he needs to separate from this person. So he and I talk about it about every two weeks. Now, because I understand and I love him, I'm happy to chat with him for an hour, hour and a half at a time about it because he's navigating his childhood experiences. He's reflecting on his therapy. He's trying out new communication skills. He's in a process of discovery. Okay. So when he apologized, he goes, dude, I know I call you with this. I go, bro, I am happy happy to talk to you about this yeah. i am there for you never apologize however <laughs> yeah. if you don't do this my guy i don't know if i can keep having these conversations right. i'm not giving you okay. a timeline i'm not giving you a timeline i'm happy to talk about it as long as it is a process but i will not participate in it as soon as it no longer becomes a process that's a healthy boundary. It is. People don't know what healthy boundaries are, and when you set healthy boundaries with people, you would be surprised how much they, they will rise to the occasion. And if they don't, ah, i got lots of room for friends. No. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a, it's a great strategy to give the people out there listening that, you know, if you've got, a, if you've got an emotional energy vampire, if you've got chaotic friends and you, and you can't take it anymore, let them know. Hey, look, I, I, I love being here for you. I'm happy to be your soundboard. I'm happy to have you break these waves against me. But I can only take so much of this, and you well, need you need to be, be working toward be, change. It's got to be in process. Yes, you got to be Pe working toward improving your life. When people are stagnant, when they choose to just wallow in it, like I'm so miserable, nothing ever changes, no one ever gives me a break in life. That's toxic. That's gross. It needs to be dynamic. Human beings were designed at our very core to have momentum in our lives, both in thought and in action. And when we choose to not engage with that, it's almost pathogenic. Yeah. Like, yeah. Ugh, why do yeah. I want to be? Remember we were talking about sad boys. Jacob, did you hear that segment talking about sad boys? No. I was talking about, of course you don't, because you're just the executive producer here at Cairo Radio. Why would you listen to any of this I'm stuff? I'm sure he was at out a there? lobster lunch at the time or something. <laughs> sad boys is a great example of this. The guy who breaks up with his girlfriend and is just sad. He's just sad all the time. Never in process, just stagnant. Man, if I could only get her back, my life was so much better. Yada, da, da, da. It's like, dude, at a certain point in time, you have to make the decision to try to improve your life, right? We, we never got to the people actually have to hire the content creators for the for the proposal. Oh, we'll, I want, I want, we'll we, push it. Okay, well, I want to hear about that. Because this is good. Because this is good. As someone who wants to get married again, this is really good. Because i got to hire somebody to film it all so I can brag to all my friends. Like, I could show the footage to Brian and be like, what would you do for your wife, Brian? Did you have? Did you spend $30,000 on your... <laughs> did you hang from a cliff with one hand and a diamond in the other, like I did? Did you have a dolphin throw up the ring in your wife's lap? No. And I got it on film, bro. Filmed in 4K. Look at the clicks. Coming up next, no stupid question. Look at this engagement, bro. I got like 50,000 likes. Yeah.
No stupid questions. 888-973-5476. Hey, why aren't you guys talking about this story? What about this thing? What about this topic? What do you guys think about this representative? All great questions. Can you film my engagement? Can you film my engagement? Sure, ask, us ask us at the Muckleshoot Casino Resort text line 888-973-5476. There are no stupid questions. There are only stupid answers. No stupid questions is a fun segment we like to do where we answer your questions because we don't often have time at all to read the text line, which is why we make Jacob Rummel do it because he's the executive producer and Laura has decided that her birthday is more important than her job and she shall be getting her pink slip on Monday. So, Jacob. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Here's a paycheck. Your last one. So, uh, Jacob, what is uh, the or questions today? The first one we'll start out with B in Puyallup asks, has Jack adopted a cat yet? I have not adopted a cat yet. And part of the reason that I have not is there's a single barrier of entry here, which is that there is a, there's a company out there and they make it basically looks like a like a, a chest of drawers, if you will. Okay. But really, it's a twofold purpose where it's a, it, it hides your litter box for the kitty. Oh, yeah. And then also has drawers in it. And all I have to do is order that from Amazon. And that is a bridge too far for me for some strange and odd reason. You get 25 Amazon deliveries a week to your place. <laughs> yeah, I know. This, this is what makes it even more frustrating oh for me. God. So there's that. Those, I thought the cat had to be financially independent. No, that's what you're, no that was it's because I don't know where to put the thing in my apartment. Oh, oh, so okay. I, t- oh, I take no, out the measuring tape and I, I think, does it go in the hallway? Yeah. Does it go in the... And then my brain says, like, this is boring. Go do something else. And so I go, okay, brain. And then I, I sit there and I'm lonely and I go, why don't I have a cat? And then my brain says you should probably measure places in your apartment to make sure that you could put the litter box thing somewhere and then i go you got it brain and then i it's like a vicious circle why do you want your litter box to have drawers i want it to be hidden i want it to be i want the kitty to have privacy plus that way when you put your things in the drawers above litter box things smell wonderful (laughs) right yeah yeah (laughs) so so but no that's the thing is that's really that's a brilliant the inside of it is like plastic lined yeah so charcoal and the whole bit it keeps the the scent completely contained because i am the master of the house and if anybody's going to go to the bathroom with the door open it's going to be me (laughs) not the cat i have to assert dominance that's what i have to do but and also the other problem is is that i want to get a cat that is desperately in need yeah and so most of the time when i'm looking at cats i i need one that's got i need a cat that's like three quarters cat left do you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah you, need, you, you want the cat nobody else will adopt i need peg leg be, yeah yeah i need eye patch i need snaggle tooth yeah that's i'm missing want, whiskers right yeah I, I need the bottom Mange, of the barrel. deranged <laughs> Looking strange. Ex-pirate cat. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I need. I need. I need a. You From know, the like, HMS Furball. Uh-huh. Yeah. I need a Civil War vet cat. Is what I need. Yeah. You know One of its paws is a hook. I don't know why they. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I need because what happens is that you know people will often adopt. They always want kittens, but then there are saints out there that adopt seven or eight or nine year old cats. Right. I came very close to one. But he had hyperthyroidism and required shots. And I thought, I am not going to be chasing chickens <laughs> trying to give that cat yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, insulin shots or whatever three times a week. I, my, I, have a, I know someone who has a cat 
that does not have eyeballs. So it's an entirely, would you, are you open to an entirely blind? Okay. So I thought about that. Yeah. And this is what I run into is that people who I've spoken to about blind cats, they say they're great. They're so loving. They're so smart. They love to play. You can't move anything in your apartment ever. <laughs> yeah. Because then it's a disaster for like two weeks. Yeah. You have to even bonk. Right. Exactly. So that's the only <laughs> thing that's holding me back from getting another kitty. Uh, on the topic of chewing gum, uh, John and Bonnie Lake asks, off the official record, which green hot sauce is it, Spike? Yeah, Spike. We you, d- you didn't say which one it is. Are you, is uh, that until I get an endorsement. <laughs> okay. Wow. No, 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 no. no. Ch- it's Cholula, which is a pretty random, I mean, it's an, you know, it's a pretty common yeah. variety of hot sauce. Yeah. Cholula makes a green chili lime version. That's that isn't carried everywhere. This okay. is the most passionate I've seen Spike in weeks. <laughs> oh, this stuff is, this is the it's most, kissed by the gods. This, this is hot sauce. Literally the most passionate oh, yeah. I've seen Spike in weeks talking the about Cholula any, green chili lime. I, comes with okay, a green wooden the top, thing. not yeah. an orange Yesterday wooden top. Yesterday I asked I asked this man about how he feels about the Trump trials and he shrugs at me on Facebook. <laughs> 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 like, yeah, we asked him about sauce. his favorite green chili hot sauce and instantly there's a twinkle in his eye. I know it's like Christmas morning. Oh, the green chili lime. Chili lime. It's touched by the wooden gods. green tub. <laughs> I'm just drooling thinking about it. Speaking of the Trump trials, somebody said that he had resting loser face. He did, and as portrayed by the court uh, artist, the, the sketch artist, which I thought was a perfect description. Resting loser face. Why does the wooden top make it so much? I, I know you. Only, I agree with you. It's Cholula's just the only one with a wooden top. Yeah, and they come with an orange wooden top on the traditional Cholula hot sauce. The green has a green wooden top. It's how it's easy identify. I can walk down the hot sauce <laughs> aisle. And know immediately if the store carries or doesn't carry the Cholula Green Chili you know, Lime. Fun fact about Spike is he keeps every wooden top with a little booklet where uh-huh. he talks right, about right, his right. memories. The yeah, best yeah, meal yeah, I had with memories uh-huh. with that right, chili right. sauce. It was a sauces mm-hmm. chorizo burrito I had with we'll that hot sauce. We'll take a really quick break. Chili <laughs> <and> July, <laughs> casserole. Yeah, yeah, just keep talking oh, through it. Man, so King good. County's got emergency cold uh, shelters around town. How secular congregations are filling a space for some non-religious Americans. It's basically religions. And also, what does your janitor know about you? Everything. We'll talk about <laughs> it when we get back right after this.